Well, a happy Easter to you, and uh, I hope that you are enjoying a wonderful time of worship together with your family at home today, and uh, we are praying for you, and we're glad that you're joining us online today. This will definitely be an Easter that we'll always remember, uh, because it's a very different time uh, for us, and of course, being in a room uh, with... uh, just our limit of 10 uh, up here at the church right now, uh, putting on this worship service is definitely different uh, from what you uh, usually get on an Easter Sunday morning. But we're glad to be able to join you in, our home, in your home today and glad you're joining us online and pray that this is something that is meaningful and special uh, for you today. So thank you again for joining us. Um, I want to read to you from John chapter 20. This is the uh, story after, of course, the resurrection and uh, the the people had been to the tomb and they were kind of wandering around a little bit confused, a little bit lost, and still kind of unsure about what was going on. And we we pick up the story in John chapter 20, starting in verse 19. It says, when it was evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together together with the doors locked, because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and said to them, Peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And after saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, If I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. A week later, his disciples were indoors again and Thomas was with them. And even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. And Thomas responded to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Isn't it good to know that no locked door could keep Jesus out, just like today, hopefully in the safety of your home, Jesus is there with you. But what an incredible story, and could you put yourself in the place of being one of the disciples right after this crucifixion and resurrection event, and wondering, what do we do now? What's what's going on now? And then Jesus coming and and appearing, and and there's, there's something that's very interesting, though, about this story that stands out to me, is that Jesus, when he appeared, he, he took the time to show them his scars. 
Why do you think that is? Why did Jesus take the time to, to say, hey, hey, look at my hands and look at my feet and look at my side and look at these scars here? I think there's a reason because for that, and it's because of this. Scars have stories. Think about it. Scars have stories. If you have a scar, it, it probably has a story. You know, I can tell lots of stories from the scars that I have. Don't take a nine iron to your left eye from your brother. It'll leave a scar on there. You know, don't jump on the bed and fall on the corner of the air conditioner. It'll leave a scar on the back of your head. You know, I've got that one. Don't make a jump cut in the middle of a basketball game. It'll tear your ACL, and that'll leave a scar uh, for there. Don't give your son a Bowie knife for Christmas. He'll cut his finger off, and you'll have to go to the ER. I've got that scar. Every scar that we have has a story. But the incredible thing that Jesus' scars were telling in this story was there was nothing that can be done to stop the glory of God from being full and in its right place on this earth. I love that the first thing that Jesus tells them is, peace be with you. Because I know you're scared and you're confused, but trust me, I've got this. It's all set well now. And he goes on to say, and now it's your turn to do what I was doing. Go and tell the good news. And in showing him those scars, he's really saying, you don't have to worry about this because I've been through this. I've been there too. Look at my scars. I have overcome, and you can too. You see, when you think about it, the scars represent authenticity, right? Thomas wanted to see the scars himself to know that it was really Jesus. And so those scars represented that this truly is you. You've really been through this. You are the one who you say that you are. Scars give us authenticity. And think about it, in our own life, not all scars are physical scars, are they? Some are emotional, some are relational, and some are even spiritual. It might not be as easy to see those scars but Jesus had those too. He was betrayed by Judas. He was denied by Peter. And we know from his words on the cross, he was even feeling forsaken by God at a time on the cross. But now he stands before his disciples displaying the scars as proof of the power of the resurrection. So when you think about this, before the resurrection... Scars just showed wounds on the way to the grave. But now they represent a message of hope. I have overcome. So the resurrection changed everything. And that's why we celebrate today that Jesus Christ has risen. He has overcome sin and death. And he now offers us life like we could never imagine. So I want to share with you some of the significance of the resurrection and what it means in our life today. And it's really this, because, because of the resurrection, the first thing you need to know, because of what Christ has done in overcoming sin and death and the resurrection, first thing is my pain can become peace. My pain can become peace. This is why Jesus took the time to say, look, I've been through significant pain an incredible ordeal, but now I'm standing before you saying peace to you. Peace to you. I have overcome, you will overcome. In fact, Jesus was actually preparing his disciples for this moment long before 
the resurrection even happened. We see in John chapter 14 when he's speaking with his disciples, he says these words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. You have heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming to you. If you've loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you may believe. That's why we rejoice today. Because it has happened and we hope that, I hope that you believe. Jesus told his disciples about this day before it happened so that they can be prepared to listen to him and to follow him. Don't be troubled or be fearful, but where were they at that moment? They were hiding behind locked doors, troubled and fearful. And so Jesus shows up in their midst and says to them, look at this. They did their worst to me. And I still overcame. Follow me and I'll show you how to overcome too. That's what Christ says to every one of us. That's what these scars represent. That there's nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of God other than choose not to follow him. We could do our worst that we can do and yet the power of the resurrection can still overcome if we will turn our hearts and our lives toward him, believe in him, put our faith in him and follow him, then God will overcome. You know, past pain does not have to dictate your decisions. Just because we may have done some things in our life that have caused pain for ourselves or even pain for others or difficulties or challenges that we've been through, you can trust Jesus and find that he can turn that pain into peace. You don't have to hide it from him. You can own it. You can give it to Jesus and find life in following him. And in doing so, that's when you begin to find this, that I can find healing from my past. I can find healing from my past. You know, I'll just tell you this. Becoming a Christ follower doesn't take away your past. But it does help you put it into perspective, and it does help heal you, and it does help move you forward and, and teach you how to live a new life as you choose to follow him daily. Not just believe in him for eternity, but to trust in him for our daily walk. You know, I can even say in my own life, I am not who I once was. I am continually learning to follow Jesus and find life. And so here's a little something that stood out to me in this story. Just something to think about. When Jesus appeared and he spoke to them, he showed them scars. He showed them where the wounds had been. But he didn't show them wounds. He wasn't still bleeding at the time. He was healing. And so just a little thought as you maybe think about, well, what can I do with my past or my hurts or, or my feelings? Then think about this. Wounded people wound people, don't they? When we're hurt and wounded, we have a tendency to hurt and wound other people. But listen to this. Healed people help people heal. When you've been through something and you've walked through to the other side and you've got the scars to prove it, that's when you're able to look at other people and say, you, you can get through this. 
You can overcome. Here is a path. Here is a way. And so that's what Christ is telling us today. Following Jesus will help turn your wounds into scars. And then the scars can begin to tell the story of hope that comes in following and knowing Jesus Christ. You see, wounded people can only tell stories of hurt. But healed people can tell stories of hope. And Jesus showed up and was able to bring joy and hope. He didn't gather his friends together to say, guys, let's get together and talk about this gross injustice that just happened to me, and I need to vent for just a little bit. Is that okay if I just talk with you guys? That's not it at all. He showed up and says, God has taken care of this. I am resurrected and healed. I've overcome the power of sin and death, and so peace I give to you, and now you go share this message of hope with others. He was past his wounds, and he had dealt with it. He had healed, and it had now turned into fuel for inspiring the disciples that they can see this through. It's the same message that we're able to bring to others when we allow Jesus to bring healing to our own heart. Not holding on to our pain or our past anymore, but giving it over to him and allowing him to guide us in a new way of life. Because when we begin to discover that, we we begin to see this, that my life can change for the best. My life can change for the best because of what Jesus Christ has done. I I no longer have to be defined by the decisions I've made in the past or the person I once was. I can now be defined by the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. I can begin to follow him and I can continually desire to change and try to become more like him. I can, I can own my past, I can show my scars, I can help other people walk through this life and find that following Jesus is the way that leads to the best life that you could possibly imagine. You see, what the disciples believed at this point in time, gathered in this room with their leader crucified and buried and gone, was that this was the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen to them. But God was able to take that thing that was the absolute worst thing that they could possibly think would happen and turn it around and use it as the greatest message of hope for all mankind. We've seen it. The tomb is empty. Jesus is risen and I am redeemed. That's the message of hope that he's telling them to go share. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to do the same when he says, therefore, since we have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand, the throne of God. Jesus has walked through it, and he's led the way for us to be able to as well. You know, in this story as well, Thomas at times gets some grief for being the one who doubts. But actually, he gives us a tremendous gift. Because here's what you need to understand. As you take this message of hope, and hopefully God has stirred something up in you today to do one of two things. Either believe it 
for the first time that Jesus is risen, he is Lord, and I need to give my life to him. Or you understand that you've already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, and God is telling you to share this message of hope. Here's what you need to know. Sometimes the only way that people will be ready to hear the message of good news is if you're willing to show them your scars first. So Jesus shows up to Thomas and says, here, look, here's the scars. Here's what I've been through. But all of this was done for a purpose and a reason. And all of this is now redeemed because of the resurrection. And now you can have life that goes beyond these scars. That's the same message of hope that we can share. It's the message of Easter. We walk through a story of incredible pain and sacrifice to understand the story of hope and redemption that comes from it. Jesus says, follow me to find life no matter what is in your past. So here's what I hope you understand today. Is that Jesus made the way for me. Just right where you are in your living room, say that out loud. Jesus made the way for me. Jesus made the way for me. All that he went through, all that he suffered through was to restore a right relationship between mankind and God. And now the choice is yours. He's shown you his scars. He's demonstrated his great love for you. And now he invites you to life. He's shown you the way to life because he is the way to life. Will you follow him? Not just know him, not just believe him, but will you follow him and find life? I hope you will today. I want to read one of my favorite passages that talks about the greatness of Jesus Christ. It's one of my favorite in all of scripture. And then I want to pray for us before we have a a moment of reflection at the end of our service. But this passage is found in Colossians chapter 1. It begins in verse 15, and it to me is one of the most beautiful and telling passages about the person and the power of Jesus Christ in all of Scripture. It says this, beginning in verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him... All things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross." Once you and I were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. 
if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul writes these words and says, Paul, but you can put your own name there as well, have become a servant. Thank you, God. For the great gift of Jesus Christ who we celebrate today. Would you pray with me?